I wake up every morning with the goal of like that that's the apex of the day that's like the pin that's that's the peak when i get home to my kids How's it going, everyone? Tom here from Dad Strong with another episode of the Dad Strong Podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Really stoked that you have joined us. You've come to the right place for everything to do with dads. And although, yes, there might be some tips and tricks and some good advice on specific things to do with fatherhood, we mainly focus on first being strong men uh, who have strong minds, strong bodies, and good character, which is always a work in progress. We never really get there, do we? I always uh, am amazed at how I always got something new to learn and how uh, the road is steep as a dad. And it's pretty difficult sometimes. I'm not going to lie that it's not challenging to be a father, but it's definitely the best thing that I've ever done in my whole life. And just spending some time with my daughter walking around the farmlands here, looking at little uh, little horses and stuff with her and how much she enjoys it just uh, fills my heart. And I'm really stoked to be doing more of that. And if you've listened to the Monday Meditations podcast this morning, you will know that I've quit uh, uh, social media for a week to see how it is and just after two days I'm already finding it way beneficial way calmer and definitely more focused and present with my family so I encourage you guys just check your social media use and your phone usage and don't let that interfere with your life and especially with your role as a father but uh, talking about our roles as fathers let's move on to the show today got another awesome guy on the show his name is Casey Bard and he is the CEO of Tactic Calorie Seasoning Company from upstate New York. He is the father of a boy girl twins, just like me, but they are six years old and he's also happily married. Uh, Casey and I have a great conversation about what 2020 has been like for him and his family and how he's been focusing on the positive. We then discuss how having twins of different genders gives a unique perspective of many aspects of life, fatherhood and the way our children are growing up. We also touch on masculinity and the misconceptions people seem to have about this and how observing our own children and raising strong sons is beneficial for raising strong daughters and sending our sons into the world as competent and masculine men will serve the woman in their lives. Casey then shares about how important his family is to him, but that it isn't only words to him. He really lives this, often rushing through other things so that he can get home to his kids to play in the back. Um, sometimes it's even hard for him just to get out of the house because he really wants to just stay with his family even though there might be other events. We also talk about how he has got himself out and went to Summer Strong and made some really awesome connections with a, quite a few of the podcast guests we've had before. Um, but anyway, I think this is how it should be for all of us and that's what I've been focusing on lately is just really loving fatherhood and putting that as the number one priority, not just saying it's my priority. But I'm sure you'll hear that Casey is an example of how we should all approach fatherhood and I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. So over to Casey. Hey, what's up? How's it going, man? I'm um, doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. It's, uh, it's getting winter here. I don't know about where you're at. Where are you at in the States? Um, upstate New York. Um, um, closer to Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse. Uh, we're about five hours west of New York City. So um, up in the sticks, up near the Great Lakes. Um, beautiful day today. But it's definitely, it's coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> where, where are you located? I'm in Bavaria in Germany. So close to oh, Frankfurt, perfect. but over the Bavarian border. So kind of the north, northern part of Bavaria. Excellent. So Sounds I just great. Nice, uh, I took a nice walk with my daughter and I in the forest, just strapped it to my back and looked for mushrooms. But it's actually interesting in that um, the mushrooms that we usually eat haven't come this year because it was really warm. And then all of a sudden, it's like super cold now. So I don't know if you've also had that same weather pattern where it was pretty warm and then all of a sudden it just went cold. 
Yeah, we have a camp um, south of us, probably, uh, about two hours south of us, and the weather's been very odd. This year, it's been exceptionally nice. It's been um, very, very dry, no rain. So, you know, the kiddos like it because we're outside doing things and it's not, uh, you know, it's not a washout, but, you know, <laughs> the farmers aren't aren't very impressed with it. Um, it's been a, from what I've gathered, it's been a very challenging uh, year for farmers and growers and stuff, just because it's been essentially a drought for, um, I don't know, since uh, it's probably been six months. We, it may, it maybe rains um, one time a month, <laughs> you know, yeah. which is, which is crazy for, for upstate New York. I mean, we're typically, you know, we kind of get the extremes of everything um, in sometimes in one day. And um, I don't know, it's, it's just been, uh, it's been a really weird summer in for, <laughs> that's like the understatement of the century there. Right. So, uh, but the weather has been, the weather has been interesting. It, um, we've, we've had a, a few, you know, a few nights close to freezing. So it's a little challenging with our camp and, you know, we have to make sure that the, the pipes aren't freezing and then the next day it's a hundred degrees out and it's <laughs> so um yeah it's it's been a it's been a wild one that's for sure yeah i mean you see a lot of people commenting on 2020 and what kind of years be what what kind of years have been for you and the fam i'll tell you what I, i'm going to take the positive route it's easy to it's like the simple route is to go negative um the positive route is that i've never had the opportunity to spend so much damn time with my family you know um it's it's something that um, my wife and I talk a lot about in trying to just stay positive with what we've been given. I mean, you can't, I can't change what's happening right now. So what I can do is try to um, allocate as much time as I possibly can, because this, we're going to look back at this. I think about this a lot. Um, you know, we'll go on a family vacation, pre-pandemic family vacation, and you know, it's a stressful situation and, 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 you know, I don't really want to go watch live action Little Mermaid today, but this is, this is what we're doing. But then you always look back at it and it was like, man, that was a great, you know, it's like, you can feel that, you know, you, you remember the, the emotions and the smells and the, and the, the love. Um, I feel like 2020 is going to feel that way because I'm already feeling about, I'm feeling that way about early um, in the like kind of lockdown days. Um, I cannot imagine, um, we, we were lucky in the sense that we do have a, you know, a secondary residence. Um, so we were able to kind of get out of Dodge on the weekends. You know, there, there weren't any um, travel restrictions between the two locations. So mm -hmm. we were able to jump in the truck, get down there and have at least a little bit of an outlet. Um, so on a personal level, it's been challenging, you know, adapting to the new, you know, uh, masks or face garment, you know, that, that, I mean, that's about the, the most challenging thing. It's really been on a, on a personal level. We've just been trying to stay as positive, um, be as honest with the kids as we possibly can. Um, you know, I have, I have six and a half year old twins, uh, one boy, one girl, um, and you know this it's just like this unique uh it's a unique set of of uh of uh pros and cons with each <laughs> with each of the kiddos so trying to tackle it um as as thoroughly as we possibly can without you know scaring them and 
It's been interesting. I think I think it's it's um, not the worst year of my life. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> how about you? How are you handling it? I've enjoyed it. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure people listening must be quite annoyed by me speaking about this still, <laughs> but you know, it's the same thing for me as that time that I got to spend with the family. I spend a lot of time with my kids anyway. I'm a school teacher, so I get like holidays and stuff. So we had that time off in July, August anyway, but. I don't know. It's just been a year of introspection and really looking at how I respond to events. And um, I mean, I'm a long way from that, but it's just, it's a strange time because it's not just COVID. It's, it's, it's a lot of issues that are on the rise and, and whether we like it or not, and we pretty much don't like it, we are affected by what happens in America quite a lot. You know, it's mm -hmm. on the news here. It's something that I work with Americans at my, my job at the school and um, a lot of kind of, those things that happen in America spill out and then start affecting what happens around the world, you know, and starts changing yeah. perspectives. And I'm from South Africa. So naturally those things have COVID's affected South Africa quite, quite uh, badly. And then mm -hmm. obviously the black lives matter thing then spilled over into South Africa, which then, you know, we've got a wonderful history of, of racism and apartheid, right. which we've tried to handle as best we can in South Africa. You know, it's a different situation because our government is, um, African now, um, black inverted commas. I'm not really a big fan of even saying that word because just is, you know, I'm so, I feel so strange always saying I'm a white, I'm a white guy, or this is a black person. And I know we I'm not colorblind. I know we're different, but it's just kind of weird to label people in any kind of way. But, um, it's been interesting. And then in Germany, I'm, I'm out of my home country, you know, I'm, I'm here. My parents are in, in England and stuff. So oh, wow. we weren't able to travel. My mom's here now. She may, she made it over. So we're able to have that, but it's just been a year of really looking at myself. And like you say, like looking at like, how do I, how do I deal with things outside of myself? Um, do I go inside myself and, and, and focus on what I can control and, or do I get swept away? Which I do. I still do. I get swept away by some of the things that are happening that then anger me or, or, or I wouldn't say scare me, but kind of frustrate me about the way that the world is going now and the strange thoughts that people on both sides of the aisle, if there's an aisle and why are we on different sides of it? I don't understand first of all, but as a dad and as raising these kids in this day and age with social media and the media controlling so much of the narrative, it just makes me wonder what is coming and how we as fathers and as men can do it without coming across as right wing when we aren't right wing at all. We just have values <laughs> and, and we want virtue and we want we want men to be still uh, respected in the way that they can raise children and, and in, a, in a masculine way and, and not be looked at it like, okay, well, now you are like that. So you're a white patriarch. You have nothing to say and you have nothing to offer. Well, that's, I've, you hit on a couple points here. I should be taking notes to make sure I'm, I'm uh, answering, you know, kind of a, um, coming back at you here. But, um, you know, the, it, the, I'm really glad, I, th I thought about this the other day. I'm really glad I found stoicism yes. prior to this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because um it's it's like you see the concept um you know that if you if you break that down and, and i'm far from far from a philosopher but uh you know you can i mean the the basic concept of you know control what you control what you can and you know understand that that there's a lot of things that are out of your control and, and you need not waste energy on on those um that single I guess mantra that single concept has really been the pilot that's that's allowed you know my wife and I and and 
you know, educating my kids, you know, I'm, I'm really, a, a point I, I, I absolutely want to talk about with you is the fact that I do have twins and I do have one of each gender. And, um, yeah. you know, it, it, this, you know, bringing up all the societal issues and all, all these challenges that we're facing, it's a really unique it's I have a really unique view of it, right? I have, a, I have a really unique view where they're the same age, they're they're um, they're exposed to the same exact thing every day. They're in the same class right now in in uh, first grade, okay. <laughs> and um, so they're exposed to the exact same thing. They've they've never been apart, um, but to sh- to see how different they are, um, where um, to to you know put it in a nutshell, my my daughter's very aggressive. She's um, uh, the leader. She's the, she's extremely intelligent. She's, um, you know, educationally, she's doing, um, top of class. She's, um, you know, has an, an amazing, you know, roundhouse and front kick. I mean, she, you know, she's very, she's her favorite movies, Jurassic Park, any of them. So, and then, you know, whereas my son, um, is very passive, um, quiet, um, non-aggressive, um, some of his favorite things uh, revolve uh, around um, his favorite show. He likes watching. Um, I don't know if you guys have like HGTV, but like home DIY, you know, decorating and re- remodeling homes. And so it's really interesting when, you know, I have to, I hate the phrase deal with that, but, you know, kind of sit back and watch kind of how the world um, treats each of these, these kids and, and, um, how they're dealing with these situations, but also how the media, it's one thing that, that I, I think about a lot in, you know, we turn on the TV and they'll, they'll watch Disney or they'll watch, you know, Netflix kids. And there's so much propping my daughter up, you know, propping um, little girls, girl power, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing as a father that uh, of, of a daughter, like I'm very, I'm very happy that, you know, I, she's, um, you know, we're getting, getting her into jujitsu soon. I was just talking to my, my coach. Um, I'm, I'm for that. I think personal protection is very important for females. I think that, um, uh, the confidence that these shows may give her, you know, like the, the girl power thing. But then I see my son who, um, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit more nervous about in terms of the personal protection. He's a little bit more passive about things. I want him to be, you know, maybe, um, stand up for himself a little bit more. There's, there's just nothing, man. There's no, there, we don't have GI Joe anymore. We don't have anything like that. That's, you know, I, you, I can't even say boy power. I can't say that. Like, are you kidding me? Boys have all the power. Well, I'm sitting there watching it and I, and I, and I'm sitting here with a very, very, um, you know, clear view and a very, very non-biased because I love them equally. They are both my mm-hmm. babies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting challenge, and it's one that I don't hear brought up. I don't know if I've ever heard that brought up, um, because I, you know, I don't. <laughs> the control groups right here. I see what she's um, being fed. So that's that's one challenge that we've kind of faced this summer, is saying how do we, um, you know, break them out as individuals a little bit more in this situation where we are so limited gymnastics, you know, gyms are shut down. Um, Martial arts are shut down. Uh, You you, you know, tutors are shut down. I mean, it's, it's all, it's all been, uh, everything's different. So it's really an interesting, 
stance to 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 really look you know look at that and, and figure out how we're going to move forward with that and assure that we're kind of um, seeding their their growth as much as we possibly can equally. Mm. Well, I, you know, I have boy gold twins as well, right? I didn't know that. I I didn't. Uh, uh, Put two and two together. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it's one of the reasons I got you on here because uh, we've uh, my kids are nine now, going on ten. Uh-huh. So um, oh, so you're you're a couple you're a couple years ahead of me here. <laughs> yeah, but it's been very, it's interesting, and I understand what you're saying. It's very interesting to watch this because you see these kids that have the same input, and you see how your daughter develops. And we quite, I mean, I'm pretty a rough guy, I would say, and um, both my kids kind of get that. So my daughter mountain bikes down your mountain bikes and all these kind of things. And because I'm divorced as well. Um, so when she's with me, obviously it's more the dad thing, you know, because a girl that's then goes to her dad for one week, then obviously the week that she's with her dad, I put much more input into her than my partner who I'm with now, who's the mother of my, my other two kids. Um, she obviously doesn't spend as much time as I do with my daughter. So my daughter gets a lot of dad time and a lot of input like that. And she's like, you, when you describe your daughter, it's similar. She's big, she's strong. She's can be aggressive. She um, is, I, I used to call her little Hulk when she was small because it was yeah. almost like she could fall off stuff and nothing would happen to her. My son's been through the wall will break, you know, she'll, she'll impact the wall. Exactly. And yeah. uh, my son's been through the, through the ringer with health problems because of when he was born. I don't know if your kids were born early. My kids were born like 10 weeks early and had to be in hospital yeah. and they fed him through his um, umbilical cord and that caused like, oh, a wow. thrombosis in his, in his uh, portal vein. And they try to fix that and mess that up. And so he's been through the ringer, but having that strong sister and then having me as a dad and just to watch him grow as well and become tough like that as well, just mentally and stuff. But I do think he is, he is weaker physically at the moment. And mm-hmm. so it's just interesting to watch because of how the world is looking at things right now and how to raise, hey, raise girls and raise boys. And I think when you just respect and honor their strengths and honor mm-hmm. their interests and honor who they are, no matter if they're boys and girls, but then at the same time, understand that, they are boys and girls at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. um, not that I've, I mean, I've, I'm pretty much if whatever per sexual preference or gender identity people want to have, right. I'm kind of one of those guys that is, you know, what works for you is fine. Um, and I don't know, I don't really think about it that much, but having twins is very interesting because you can watch these two yeah. people that have the same thing and just how they develop. And I'm quite satisfied. I feel quite happy that my daughter is like that because you would say, you know, you would look at some of the points of views that I, that I have my little daughter screaming there. No, it's perfect. I have customers coming in behind the door. So if you hear okay. boom, bang over here, I'm, I'm watching yeah. people walk in. Yeah, I mean, I like to keep this podcast like that anyway. I mean, that's why I want it's to start perfect. from the beginning, just getting to know each other. Because <laughs> people listening want to, get, want, to, want to get to know the people on the show as well and, and see the reality. But where was I at? I was just at the point of like, you know, sometimes guys like you and me can be pigeonholed. You know, when I look at you guys over there hunting and big and strong yeah. and working out, pigeonholed and you think that that'll be the dad whose little daughter is walking around yeah. wearing pink the whole time a little princess but i'm so i'm quite happy because it's kind of like a little feather in my cap where i'm like my daughter's freaking hardcore dude you can't say that a masculine strong father and i and i still don't think that i'm masculine enough and when i say masculine enough it's this whole discussion of masculinity i just don't understand it because for me when someone says masculinity it's the things that i aspire to that i know make me a better dad and a better husband and a better human being they're not the things that make me, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I do. I do. Like with a negative purpose. force in society. When anything's a negative force in society, when a man is a negative force in society, that for me is the opposite of masculinity. Absolutely. But I'm still working towards it. So I'm kind of like always a little bit like, why are we even well, talking about I this? I think, have you, have you ever done any martial arts at all? 
I'm not. I'm trying to get jujitsu. Well, but hey, uh, what do you know? I can't go to jujitsu. No, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of challenging. Corona. Um, and, and, and on that, it's like um, with the, 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 that exact point where, um, you know, you would think if you, t- if you take the, like the, this, um, um, you know, prototypical crazy masculine, and, uh, masculine man that, that comes into a jujitsu gym, he's the outlier. You know, I mean, I, I've heard a thousand people and, I, and again, I'm, I'm white belt. I've, I'm not a lifelong uh, martial artist or anything. I've been into a lot of different things. I wrestled, I, you know, blah, blah, blah. But um, one thing you'll notice is that those are the, those are the outliers uh, among the true alphas here. You know, you see the black belts and, the, and like the whole hierarchy of this martial arts gym, the guy that comes in and, and, and is maybe too rough or maybe gets a little bit aggressive, maybe, you know, talking shit a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's not the leader, you know, and the leader will put them in their place very quickly. And it's funny when I bring up, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I started jujitsu again or whatever. Ugh. And you hear the people, I, I could never do that. You know, man, if somebody got in my face or, if, oh man, if somebody grabbed onto me that way, I would, I'm like, you, you would what? You would what? <laughs> because you wouldn't trust me. You know, that's, that's not how it goes. So I always think of that also. It's like the, um, there's a lot of photos going around, like memes going around where they say, um, this is who, you know, society thinks the most badass dude on the planet is. And it's like some WWE professional yeah, yeah. wrestler type of looking guy. And it's like who the actual baddest dude on the planet is. And it's a picture of Habib and he's, you know, he has his like Harry Potter glasses on and just cauliflower ears and just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, non-assuming and he will, you know, he can kill you with his hands. So beautiful. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's, I think I think the perception of of what um, you know with the masculinity topic it's it's such an interesting spot because like you I just want my son to enjoy life period yeah, you know exactly. and and but I also want to it's one of the reasons that I get up and train as little as I do these days but the reason I get up and still do it is because I know that there may be a, t- a time when somebody wants to take that from him you know. Um, and that's a challenge. Just like my daughter, there's somebody that wants to impede her, um, her life. You know, somebody wants to put a roadblock in there. That's going to happen. Don't think it's not. Yeah. So um, that, that, I guess that's where I'm at is trying to give them the tools to be able to compete against that. And, and um, we started early with a, with a dummy and we call it bully. And it's like a, it's like a martial arts jujitsu dummy that I had um, laying around the house from wrestling. And, you know, being able to allow them to strike it like full blast, you know, being able to, to, to punch and kick and feel because, you know, people who have never punched don't realize that punching hurts, you know, being, you know, being the puncher can hurt, um, being the kicker can hurt. Um, so being able to kind of have them feel full, you know, full contact, full action. And, you know, we wrestle a lot. We um, hike a lot. There's a lot of kind of, um, you know, the sprained ankles, one second um a lot of sorry about that but <laughs> uh, there's a there's a lot of sprained ankles there's a lot of um uh you know uh, falling down hills and stuff like that and i think that it's just so equal it's it, having both of them out there it's funny to just watch how each one handles it up and down the hill you know um it's very very important to us I think it is interesting and I'm just going back to your point about them like watching them as a dad because I just was thinking like it's so true when you look at society um, and what's happening now you, you when you got twins you realize that you don't want to ever do something at, for the one that's at the expense of the mm-hmm. other and you also realize that that it's not like that like the more I uplift my son the more that 
means that he's there for his sister. Yeah. And if you uplift her, the more you uplift her, as long as you're not, not uh, neglecting raising him up mm -hmm. then they raise each other up and that's kind of like the picture of society now at the moment you've got kind of this view of the world in a way that it's you've got to push someone down to lift someone else up and that never works it doesn't work when you try and get rid of the strength of a man and think that that's going to help women rise the best way for me and when you look at twins and you look at our children's for me i want my son to be strong as well because i know that his strength and his success and his competency is going to then rub off on his sister on his mother on, on his little sister now who's one and is going to be and he's going to and he's going to lift every girl that he comes into contact with if he's living as you say in his happiness is in his fulfillment and in and i solemnly believe that there's some part of us as guys that wants to get out there wants to get dirty wants to get roughed around wants to i mean i look at the boys at my school that i teach and they love it you know they need that they need a little bit of that and when we take that away from them and act like that is something bad and dangerous we take that for me, I feel we take that life satisfaction away because I know that since the moments that I don't get out into nature and I'm not feeding that part of myself, that's when I become a problem. That's when I become yeah. a problem. Not when, how, when do kids become a problem? They become a problem when they're sitting inside playing TV games or watching TV the whole day. Yeah. When they're riding the mountain bikes and roughing each other up in the garden or climbing trees and doing all these things, um, dangerous things. That's when they come at home and they just chill and they relax and they feel good with themselves. On on that, it was it reminds me of a of a situation where you know recently we were talking about you know how how advantageous our schedules because mm. it's like you know we've always had amazing kids. They've been no no sleeping issues, no oh, feeding issues. You, brother. No, I I'm telling you, I'm I have no I can't even you know I can't even play games about it. I have friends that are just you know, besides them, beside yeah. themselves with, with, with the sleeping issues. And for us, it was never an issue. So, you know, on that, my, my wife was very much like a drill sergeant. This is what time, you know, we ate, this is what time they went to bed. And I don't care if they're crying because it's bedtime, you know, and it, and it worked really, very, very well. You could replicate that system to somebody else's kids and it's going to be different. I get it. Um, but we're just, you know, be jealous of us because we never have had, you know, my son has never, they're six and a half and he's never come into our room at night. And when they're babies, man, when they were like, like babies, because I, I struggled with my kids. No, nope. the hospital slept, time and bringing them home. Well, like, yeah, they slept through. So, <laughs> um, so, so you haven't had the that, full brunt. So maybe, maybe you and may, I. Yeah. Yeah. The, so this concludes this conversation. <laughs> okay, let's no, end the podcast now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but but the point of that was, it's like, you know, now with, um, you know, they're going to school in person live for two hours a day, you know, two hours, so two hours um, for safety, I guess. So what it was, is they essentially said, okay, um, morning. Yeah, so, so morning, um, <laughs> they, they had split the whole population into two groups, an A group and a B group. And okay. they, you know, morning group goes, they clean the school evening, you know, afternoon group goes clean the school. Okay. Um, I can't, I can't change that. That is what it is. We could either, we could either have them stay 100% remote yeah. or your other option B was to have them in for two hours a day. So, okay. We're choosing that. But now it's like, we're, we're, we're sitting there and it's like, now they're getting into such a bizarre kind of non-advantageous schedule mm -hmm. where by 10 o'clock, they're, they're home. They're in first grade. So there's a little bit of homework, but nothing crazy. Yeah, yeah, of course. It ends up, you know, well, my wife works full time from home now. So we have, you know, you know, I'm trying to manage this growing business. 
I'm in my, it's, it's funny in the same month, essentially, I left the house and start, you know, cause I got a, a, an office and which had been planned prior to COVID. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't plan for a pandemic. Um, as my wife and, and I've, I've worked, um, I've never had a real job. I've always had bizarre jobs. Uh, so I've worked at home since I was 20. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so I've never, I've never had an office setting. I've never had a, so within the same month, I leave the house and my wife who was working in a corporate setting for a healthcare company now works from home. So it's a, so that, that in and of itself has presented, presented a lot of challenges, but um, you know, so now we're kind of arguing with ourselves and we're saying like, what do we do as far as the schedule goes? Because it's getting, it's turning into groundhog day. Are you familiar with that, that phrase? Yeah, yeah I know the movie yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's just becoming this repetitive um, and as it's growing, it's like a tumor, right? It's becoming like this negative every day is the same fucking day now. And it's just getting, um, so now we're trying to kind of throw curveballs, and it's like, no, we're not eating lunch until 2 PM today or, or, you know, or we're, we're doing this or that go outside and play. (laughs) And at two o'clock you can eat lunch. You know, it's like, it's trying to kind of throw curveballs and um, being, being down at our camp helps, but, um, you know, we're just trying to every night it's like at, you know, my wife signs off at three 30, they're going to the park to do this. And then daddy comes home and we're doing this in the backyard. We're trying to just do things different every day to just, mm. because we could tell the kids were starting to get um, this, this bizarre um, schedule that I, that we didn't necessarily agree with. Right. Yeah. For, for long-term. So what do you guys, I mean, what do you do when you get home, man? Casey, like what's your, your, your kind of activity when you get home you know there's a lot of there's a lot of you know a lot of dads i think get home and kind of just that's the time i'm home leave me alone do you are you pretty involved no, in the kids I, you know what's, what's interesting i wake up every morning with the goal of like that's the that that's the apex of the day that's like the pin that's that's the peak um it's like okay. a fucking race for me yeah to get everything done that I have to, and I have to be able to manage, um, you know, I have a growing um, seasoning and sauce business that is, that has been its own kind of interesting. What's that um, called? It's called tacticalories, like the word tactical and the word calories together, tacticalories. Okay. So yeah. um, I just do, I just, I like guns, knives and flashlights that are too bright and food. So I wanted to, I wanted to figure out a way I could write off guns. So um, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so we can talk about that in a minute, but it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I wake up and, and I'm, you know, owner and founder and decision maker and I got to get up and I got to get out of bed. But it's like, it's, it's, it's like a fist fight you find yourself in, you're on the ground, you wake up and it's a fight to get up. And that stand up when you're finally out of the, out of the shit for a second is when I get, get home to my kids. It's very bizarre, but that's how I see it in my head. So it's like the, the yeah. obligations that I have, um, like this podcast, I, you know, yeah, we have to fit it in because here in a few hours, I expect to be playing in the backyard with my kids. So, um, you know, I like, uh, I, you know, I do a lot of, you know, kind of barbecue cooking. Um, I, I cook 100% of the meals for the family. Wow. My wife will occasionally help with some side dishes and stuff, but we, we, it's how I always have done it. Um, she has done a great job of essentially as I'm cooking, she's kind of either doing, um, 
you know, homework or, or kind of getting the kids ready or, or, you know, they're, they're back in gymnastics now. So a lot of times they're, they'll, you know, she'll take them to gymnastics. I'll get home. I'll throw food on our pellet grill. You know, I'll kind of have that going. And a lot of times that has been my training time too. So it's funny. It's like Pavlov's dogs. Now when I smell like hickory smoke, I think of kettlebell swings. So really? <laughs> It's a very bizarre, uh, very bizarre life, but it's um, it's something that my friend and uh, and brother Brandon Lilly and I share. That, the man, uh, yeah, he's the man. Guy, yeah, yeah, he's he's the dude. Um, you know, and that's kind of why we started our peace, love, and meat yeah, project. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. He's been he's been you know just doing amazing with it, and I I, I it's really I'm I'm hands off right now, um, but you know what. We both have that feeling. We both have garage gyms. We both have, you know, these families that we love and we love to spend time with. But we also understand that without that half hour a day to ourselves in our, you know, our man cave, my man cave doesn't have a bar in it. It doesn't have, um, you know, sports teams on the wall. None none of that. It it has iron in it and it has a a grill and it has a a bow. And, um, you know, I just have a lot of cool artifacts. You know, I mean, I, I, uh, so, so that's what I do. My, my ritual, if you will, is get home, start the grill, train quickly, you know, um, <laughs> as cool. quickly as I possibly can. And then um, after dinner, it's almost always the backyard. And I think that that's like the number one thing when we bought this house was to have a cool backyard. And we have, you know, basically, you know, all four sides of our backyard is essentially like three of them are live it's a live fence. It's, it's, it's thick trees on three sides. So we're in this little kind of bubble, but we're in suburbia, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're only a mile and a half from a grocery store, yeah. but we're also a mile and a half from the Great Lakes. So wow. we're in this really unique spot where we have the convenience of suburbia, but um, we have this kind of bubble. Um, so it's, it's really, it's been, it's been great. That, that backyard is basically my goal. When I wake up in the morning, it's, it's getting in the backyard. Um, a lot of times we'll ride bikes just in the backyard. Just, I build them over the summer. Yeah, me we, too, dude. I, yeah, we build them jumps and, and yes. uh, <laughs> talk, talk them into, you know, because I bought, a, um, I bought a, a cheap uh, fat bike, like a, uh, oh, really? okay. you know, the fat tire. It's like a four inch, Yeah, yeah. you know, um, and it, it was like 500 bucks built. Like, so I was like, let's get it. There's no, no suspension or anything, but okay, cool. I just, I just wanted to smash around on something and. Um, it was great, man. The beginning of the, the lockdown, we spent a lot of times on the, a lot of time on the bikes in the backyard, building jumps out of different pieces of wood we had laying around. And they just looked at me like, what in the hell are you doing dad? Cause they haven't seen me do, you know, ride a bike and I just buy a bike and I'm jumping it, you know? <laughs> so that was, that was really neat. Yeah. yeah. We spent a ton of time in the backyard. Yeah. I mean, both of those, I could touch on both of those. I mean, riding bikes is an amazing thing. My kids and I mountain bike. So I used to be a surfer in South Africa and that was like my thing. The ocean was my playground and I used to do it before work, after work and all the things I was before kids. And then I moved here. So then I started to get into mountain biking up and I just bought crap bikes and then started breaking them going downhill. And then eventually I got some decent bikes and doing downhill. And then my kids watched me do that. And then I started taking them when they were like six and um since then we've just been doing these things and it's obviously dangerous because they do like the downhill tracks with me sometimes they'll take the easier way down but they watch me do it and i just think it's so rad for them to see their dad take risks like yesterday i did this one jump over a gap and then this like meter or so drop 
and then they're just like, whoa. And it makes them go like, wow, okay, my dad's 40 something, you know, 42, 43, still doing these things. And just that like camaraderie we have when we do something like that. It's like Shane Dorian. I had this, you might know actually Shane Dorian. He's been hunting with Brandon Lillian. I I know of him. I mean, I'm a fan of his. He was just saying, you know, about his son, how surfing is just so amazing because it's like you go and do this thing alone with your son. It's not like watching your son play football or watching your son play hockey or whatever. It's like you, you in it with them. And I think like doing bikes and riding is one of those Mm -hmm. things or or something like that or surfing. It's very important to find that thing that you can share with your kids. I just find for me, that's really been such a bonding, a massive bonding thing with my kids and a focus that we have when, you know, my son would just came home. He's like, well, at Christmas time, I want to save my money. And then my birthday, I want to save money. And then you can maybe pay for half my bike. And then, you know what I mean? It's like this, Yeah. you look at stuff on the internet together. And I just, I really encourage, I don't know if you like that as well, but getting your kids to, to share those passions with you. I think it's such an amazing thing. I think it's that follow the leader thing that, that gives them confidence in you as the leader, because I know, you know, I grew up racing motocross and, um, you know, you had to really trust the person you were following and that's how you would learn a jump like yeah, yeah, exactly. that you would have to hit this and much like downhill, you know, I'm sure you hit these things and it's like, just follow dad, <laughs> you know, here we go. He's not going to steer us wrong. Um, and even if he does, he'll, he'll fix it. And that's really, I guess what the bikes did teach us. Um, you know, I, less, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not a surfer. I'm a land mammal. Um, so, uh, great picture there. Um, triathlon. My, my camera has got some problems at the moment, but you can carry on talking. It's just my camera. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, so, you know, it's like, you know, they've seen me, they've grown up in, in my garage gym. So they've seen me go from, you know, competitive power lifter, um, really you know, like sc- squatting, you know, seven, 800 pounds in the garage by myself, <laughs> you know, with, with, you, you know, metal me. music on, um, you know, they, they, they watched that when they were two years old. I mean, my yeah. wife would like bring the carrier out. She'd, spot me basically and i would just lift kind of these crazy amounts of 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 weight you know for for me again not for world total or anything i was never a a, on on even on brandon's level but um you know it was just something that they they've always grown up in that garage gym um and it's having that sanctuary and that you know i'm lucky because i'm lucky because you know it's a it's suburbia i have a two and a half car garage and what i'm saying is if somebody's listening to this it's like this it doesn't have to be that it can be your your living room with yeah, a kettlebell yeah, yeah. but it's seeing i guess the dedication that i um have had you know the, as long as they've been alive this has just been something that's been part of our life um seeing them come out and you know show interests at very variable rates i guess you know sometimes <laughs> there's very very interested in it and sometimes it's like dad shut up i'm not interested but to go from me lifting crazy weights with loud music to now see what I do. It's much more therapeutic. It's much more, um, uh, you know, the, the music is much, you know, I'll listen to Sturgill Simpson and, and uh, you know, I, I just, just relax, just, just enjoy and, and kind of express, you know, through movement has been, has been the last couple, I guess the last year. Um, but the, 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 like, I guess the denominator, like that, that, that thing that doesn't change is that I'm in there, they're in there too. And they're just either playing or we bought them these like hoverboard things that they can, they zip in and out of the garage on these hoverboards. And I think I encourage men um, and, you know, parents to, to have that um, because it's something that they know now, you know, I think that they, they are at a advantage now when they go um, with their peers 
they understand fitness. You know, they'll come home and t- tell me about their physical education classes and they have a, oh my, you know, my, our, our PE teacher talked about a burpee today and they know what a burpee is, you know? And it's like, um, you know, we, we don't, uh, we aren't elite athletes. Um, we, you know, I drink beer, eat cake. I'm not an elite athlete, but, um, <laughs> but being able to kind of instill that, that, you know, 10%, the 20%, the 30%, and just, just being able to kind of sprinkle that into our life on top of the other things. I just, we find that it's like one of our core values is that, um, you know, fr- from the gate, my wife was pushing them in the stroller, you know, when she was running, she's done, you know, five Ks. And I think she did, if I recall correctly, I think she did a half marathon pushing the stroller with twins in it. And, oh, cool. Uh, really cool Respect. stuff. Um, yeah, she does more endurance stuff. She does, um, you know, cycling and spin and, and, you know, running and stuff like that, where I'm, like I said, I'm usually the, I can lift it from here to there. <laughs> you know, that's, that's my job. Uh, but the kids have always been a part of it. I think yeah. that's, that's the number one thing is um, somebody told me once, actually, you know who it was? It was a tattoo artist. And um, I'm sitting there getting work done. And I, he was the first person I told that wasn't my dad, you know, that, that we were having kids. I like, we, like we had found out, really? <laughs> found out like that day and I had a tattoo appointment and I had considered like canceling it so we could go out to eat or something. And my wife's like, no, trust me, I need a few minutes anyway, <laughs> you know, like go. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah, you know, um, his name is Jamie. I go, Jamie. Yeah. I said, we're, we're having kids. He's like, oh, awesome. He like stopped, you know, pulls it up and looks at me. He goes, dude, that's awesome. I'm like, fuck, yeah, I'm just nervous because, and I started spouting off all these negatives that like, you know, come with it. And when you hear it, like, oh, you're going to have kids. You're going to, yeah. oh, your life's over. You're never going to have any money anymore. Oh my God, diapers are so expensive and this and that. And, you know, that's what I was kind of saying to him. I'm like, oh, you know, well, I guess no more tattoos because, I can't afford a couple hundred dollars anymore. And I remember he, I think about it all the time. He looked at me and he just goes like, what are you talking about? Like it's live, live your life with them in it. It, Like they're, they're not the Mm. center of the galaxy. Like keep living your life. They just, now you have a friend. Like now you have, you can teach them you can show them. Like he totally changed like my whole perspective. I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) I I guess, you know, he was the first time. And you know, this guy had had, multiple kids. He's a, okay. he's, you know, 45 year old, you know, I really looked up to him as somebody that's been through it and totally just totally without, I guess, without recourse changed my whole look on, on kids. He's like, dude, the people that are saying that, that that's not you. That's not, they, these are the guys that hit the bar on the way home from work real quick. Cause I need oh. a drink to deal with my, he's mm. Casey, that's not you. You love your life. Everything's dude. This is, trust me, this is going to be the best thing ever. And I'm like, okay. Mm all right, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that's a really unique thing to, to think about is we just, we just kept living our life. I mean, there was, our, our son was in the NICU for um, 10 days. So not definitely absolutely reasonable in comparison to other people's situations, but um, that was very, very challenging, obviously leaving, you know, um, yeah. leaving the hospital with one child and leaving the other one there. We were in the middle of a very bad flu season. So okay. we couldn't, we couldn't, it was, it was really kind of, um, uh, the hospital occupancy rules were very weird. You know, you could only come in one time a day, all all kinds of crazy things. So that was a big challenge. But aside from that, it's been a very, 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 very smooth sailing. And, um, you know, it's just been definitely something that's propelled and given me a, 
a new lease on, on life and a new, a new goal. And that's about the time I quit powerlifting. You know, hmm. that was the time I decided that my daughter didn't care. My son or daughter didn't care that I squatted seven, yeah. 800 pounds. That's not a, they, they care that I squat. I think that's cool. But I think trying to push, you know, for these, these, these numbers that were just, I think, potentially dangerous. And I, I'm not afraid of danger. It was just <laughs> powerlifting is a, is a different, yeah. a different thing, you know? Um, and that's when I actually, it's funny that, you know, if we're going down this route, that's, that's when I got kicked out of my powerlifting crew. I, I told them that I was um, having kids and I wanted to maybe, you know, try some more mobility stuff and some kind of like uh, metabolic conditioning work. And they said, get the fuck out of here, queer. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Very abruptly. I mean, that's why I had to, like, I like to say it that way to be, to have it, you know, I've told the story a handful of times and to have it hit people that way, like, Oh, excuse me. I mean, these people were family and they told me get out. So it was one of the best things that ever happened. And at the time, those were my friends. I was new yeah, you know, yeah. I was in that city and these, this was my team. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Yeah. So. I'm glad you, I'm glad you talked about that because it's been going through my mind. You know, I've seen a couple of things over the last few days and I find it so interesting that when you watch a lot of movies, there's always like father themes in them. Like most mm -hmm. movies have some father theme in them. And I was watching, the mule with Clint Eastwood last night. Mm. I don't know if you've seen that movie where he basically worked his whole life and neglected his kids, even missed his daughter's wedding. And just at the end of the film, basically, you know, the end of the film is just him saying, you know, it's about your family. That other, sh that other shit is all just shit. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's not worth it. And then I heard this other podcast that my other mate did with this UFC fighter who went to the UFC and he said he obviously was traveling around and leaving his family. Now I'm not knocking on anybody that does a career and gets after mm -hmm. it, but I think we've got to realize it's very important to be very conscious with what you're doing because you're never going to regret spending more time with your kids, but you're definitely going to regret not spending time with your kids and going after something that you think is your goal. And so I become very aware of that myself, of setting myself goals that then interfere with my, my time with my kids and being there for them now because I can never get the time back and being able to, as you say, integrate it, bring them into what I'm doing, you know, try and do my exercise with them, try and do my exercise before they wake up, trying to do my podcasts when usually like this is unusual for me to do a podcast at this time because usually I do them in the morning or I do them at night. But just I think it's so cool that you did that because I think well, I a lot of guys choice. I think there's a lot of guys making a mistake. <laughs> Pardon? Yeah. I said I had no choice. They kicked me out, man. Yeah, no, but I just mean that you yeah. you 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 made that priority, you know, and I really yeah. I really appeal to dads because you know what, like, like you said, you look forward to going home and that time with the kids is the goal of the day. It's the purpose. It's the highlight. And that's what it should be like. That's the, like being a father should be the love of it. It shouldn't be this drag. Is it difficult? Yes. But is well, the difficult part worth it? Yes, as well. Yeah. And I would argue that I honestly, I, pers I personally, I tend to be the opposite where I'll leave things on the table. You know, I'll leave meetings, events, trips, invites on the table because I don't want to leave. Like I, I, I like that. Like I prefer this, you know, and I think that it's hard, really hard for me to relate to the, the, you know, parents that yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, that looks like a fun trip. You got to take some Instagram photos, but you were just out last two, you yeah. know, I know you have a kid at home and like, so I'm not, and it's like, I would never say anything. This is just kind of in my own head. It's like, I don't know, man. Like I miss, I miss Thursday dinner. You know, I miss, yeah, I know when I'm away for one night, it's already like, what the hell? 
Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm, it's almost at a detriment where to me, where, you know, I've passed up some really amazing opportunities, <clears throat> excuse me. And, you know, one of them I almost didn't take was my initial invite from Brandon Lilly to um, a Sorenex event, you know, where I was, you know, then I, you know, I was able to, to meet Bert Soren. I was able, able to see the Sorenex facility. And from that single moment, you know, my, my circle just, you know, this isn't a monetary value, but the value of my circle, I look back at my life so far, the circle that I was able to enter into because of that single solitary decision is like, it's, I'm indebted forever to, to Mr. Lilly because of that invite. And it's almost an invite that literally was, was on a, on a, you know, on, on a, on a pin. Yeah, um, yeah. The balancing if I was going to go or not, because at the time I didn't, you know, financially, that was a challenge. Mm-hmm. I was working a full-time job. So I ha- I was living two lives. Okay. I was essentially um, hiding my side gig from my real gig. Um, and, and this, you know, the invite was for the side gig. Um, so it was a really challenging decision. You know, I don't want to um, you know, uh, look back on it too much, but it was a really challenging decision. And my God, I'm so happy I made the right decision because it ended up creating this spiral where I was able to really, you know, Brandon and I were able to really grow our, our relationship. And I, again, I was able to meet um, the people that, you know, was a, were afforded to me at that point. And, um, but it's like, I think that that's my detriment occasionally is I'm, I'm too much the I'm, other side. I'm so, I enjoy my house and my, my home so yeah. much and, yeah. and t- turning my pellet grill on and, and doing that thing and hanging out in my backyard that it almost, it becomes, I'm almost, almost lazy, right? I'm almost like, like too much <laughs> of a hermit that I, that I don't, you know, just go out and do something, <laughs> you know, go, go meet yeah, somebody. Yeah. No, so, no, I get um, you. I get that as well. I get it completely because I think that it can happen and I've also got to be aware of it, but I also like this dad strong thing, you know, yeah. I could spend a lot more time on it, you know, but I'm a full-time teacher and I do three podcasts a week and wow. I used to have this massive goal and want to have this many followers and to do this and get this community going and it's going to happen. But I just realized that I'm not, I'm not willing to take that time for two years. I, I'm just not, do you know what I mean? I'm not willing to go, okay, well for this two years, kids, I'm going to be just grinding it so that I can, so after two years, we can have this time. And I want, I thought for a moment, I thought, let me do that. Let me, let me just yeah. grind this out for long. And then I thought, but hang on, I'm not willing to lose like my son's life. And I look at my son, James, um, he's the one that, cause my little daughter came along and I had the twins and I was going through a divorce and going for custody battles that he, that I missed some of his time. And I look, I look back and that wasn't even me not being there. It was just, I look back at him and I look at photos and videos of him and I miss, I miss the little three, two year old that he was. And that's just yeah. up to being, I'm so present with my little daughter now. And I, I know what you mean. I've also got to be careful of that because you need that circle of friends. You need mm-hmm. to speak to those guys. And I'm just going to say it here again. I get so jealous whenever I talk to you, Terrence, or any of these guys that are connected with that circle <laughs> of friends, you guys have something special. It's something, and I was thinking about it today. There's a lot of influences out there and a lot of guys getting after and a lot of guys in the circle that I've interviewed and people, but there's something special and unique from me, from an outside perspective of Bert Soren and the guys that he surrounded himself with mm-hmm. and people involved there from Rudy Reyes to that no. uh, Neil Kamimura to Terrence oh, twice on the show to Brandon, who hopefully I'll speak to again to yourself. There's something, uh, 
there just is something special. And I think, yes, you did make the right decision. And I think that dads, we have to be aware of both sides. We've got to have other men in our lives because I know that if I was around you guys for any period of time, yeah, I would be, and you guys have, I mean, all these guys have sown into my life so much just through doing podcasts with them and just, you know, mm -hmm. Brandon, I can write every now and then on Instagram and he writes mm -hmm. me back after being this guy that I looked up to and just to be able to be inspired by you guys. So to imagine actually hanging out with these guys and connecting with them, what a difference that makes to you as a father and as a man. That's yeah, it's, it's incredible. I, I talk to my wife a lot about this. It's, it's funny. We have this like, you know, hot tub time. We have this hot tub that we nice. sit and it's like, it's like people, it's so funny. Like, Oh yeah. You guys banging back there. I'm like, no, quite, <laughs> quite, quite the opposite. Cause you know what it does is I leave my fucking phone inside. This yes. is the truth, right? I leave my phone inside and it's where we can sit there and we can just look face to face, relax, stare at the stars. And this is, it's really, it's, it's a very, very therapeutic 15, 20 minutes. It's very, very important. It's something that's really helped us. Cause it's like, everything else kind of gets pushed off. And then it's once the kids go to bed, mm. you know, we go out there for 15 minutes and it's like that, you know, un unload the, unload the bag, you know, what do we need to talk about? And it's something that she brings up a lot, you know, where, you know, our summer strong was canceled this year because yeah. of reasons. And, you know, she's, she said multiple times, like you, you need to, you need to, once she sees how I come home from an event with people like this, people on that level um and i just mean i, I just mean yeah, it's a different level i know different level. i don't even know that the current no, no, level it's just a different type of uh vibe it's vibe, like uh, yeah yeah else. <laughs> um it's a frequency um but when i come home i'm a better husband i'm a better father but you know i guess most importantly what she said like i'm better to myself you know what i'm saying like it's it's like right now it's like i need i need like a defrag i need i need i need like I'm all over the place and I need that from mm. those, those people that I, that I look to um, as, as the guys that just kind of help me put shit back together. And it's so unique, so eclectic, such an eclectic group that it does that, you know, you sprinkle the, the names you just said, you sprinkle those, you sprinkle a little Bert Soren, a little Neil coming more and a, and a little Rudy Reyes. Rudy Reyes a drink. What a legend, um, dude. You're going to have a hell of a drink. Um, <laughs> and, and it's, it's amazing where now I realize that I am also an ingredient in this. You know, when you bring Casey yeah. from, from Tacticalories that, that brings the flavor to these events, you know, it's so <laughs> yeah. funny. It's a, we, we, we all just fit so well together, but when I come home and I'm just a different human. So it's like, that's where my wife has to remind me a lot of times, like, you know, it's something that we talk about where I don't have um, that individual or those individuals around me on a personal level around home. You know, I don't have a guy I can go have a drink with that has that frequency around me, not saying that they're not there. I just haven't found them yet. Um, so that's definitely kind of, I'm longing for that. I'm, uh, you know, that's, that's been one of my biggest challenges with um, COVID and, and some of the travel restrictions is not, you know, true, yeah. having that refresh and that, you know, that's, um, there's some other things that do it well, but, you know, also very well, you know, getting into the woods, like you said, you know, um, mm. you know, that, that's, that's my, that's like my, you know, getting into the woods, taking a hike. If I can't figure out what's wrong, that's, that's what's wrong. You know, it's bizarre because it's like, you can't just set an alarm and say, go into the woods, you know, go take a walk. It's when you are, are in that state and you just can't figure out what, 
the problem is everything else seems like every other stone's been turned. I can't figure it out. Mm. For me personally, it's go on a, go a long walk, get yourself lost and find yourself back out of the woods. And it seems mm. to be um, the, the help. And I guess that's kind of a metaphor for the for life and a metaphor for, for meeting that group. And, and any of these, these, these guys that I've met online, and, and that's where we talked a little negatively about social media and the pressures and stuff, but that's the positive for, like you said, to be able to reach out and have Brandon Lilly, you know, the, the, this treasure chest of, of, yeah. you know, whatever tre- treasure chest of awesomeness. Um, you know, <laughs> you, 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 you're able to reach right out to him and, and um, it's been, I mean, that's, that's how he and I became friends. He was my coach. And then okay. we became, you know, then I coached him on some things and it was just been a very mutual um, and I think that that's the benefit we need to, you know, as fathers, we need to make sure that we realize that there are, there are very, there's so, so many positives to having the world, you know, information in our pocket. Um, it's, uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a, it's a unique fight we're fighting here, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, and I'm glad you said that because it is, it's so, it's, and this is what I think that right, left, conservative, liberal, whatever, you know, you've all got to understand mm-hmm. that there's so much nuance in every single thing. And as being a parent or being a, you know, being a husband, being a friend, that's, it's not, it's not, it's simple, but it's not that simple. You know, it's definitely something that there's so many shades of gray and so many different shades of color in, in who we are and, and pigeonholing people or pigeonholing our life or thinking that this is what you have to do. And this is what you don't have to do. It's, um, it's quite a different, different thing. And it's difficult for us to navigate it properly. And I just encourage guys to be open-minded. And I think it's like you said, the spice, it's kind of like, you've got to be self-aware, right? You've got to just know what your soul needs, what you need to do and how you need to show up as a dad. I think that, I think that it's, I do that. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to go does this, because that's for me, I mean, I don't know, you, you seem the same as me. That's my goal. My goal is that I need to be the best father possible. That's like my purpose, I feel in life above everything else. So therefore, if that is really my priority, and so many guys, oh, my family have come first, my family is my priority, but then look at their time, look at their schedule, look at what they do. And you would say, no, that says something different. So then it has to feed forward like that. And that's like the same, like you say, about having friends like, like Bert and Brandon, these guys, that's part of doing that getting into your back garden is part of doing that. Working out is part of doing that. You know, having a hobby is serving those things. And you have to be honest with yourself because I think we can all lie to ourselves and go work out for two hours and say, I'm working out to be freaking ripped and huge for my family. And I'm like, no, bro, you, you don't need that. Yeah. You need half an hour a day to an hour. Like, yeah. They fit and, and well, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I, I remember like reading um, Jim Wendler's, uh, I think it was in his like five, three, one, or one of these training books where, are you familiar with Jim Wendler? No, 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 no. Are you, no, no. So he has a, he has some interesting, I'm losing you a little bit. I don't know if, yeah. that, um, I'm still got you. Yeah. So Jim, Jim Wendler had a, you, okay, great. Um, so he, he had written a few, um, you know, he, what, I guess arguably one of the most popular training programs, um, of, of basically the 2000s is, is one three one and in there um, he talks a lot of, uh, about this stuff and it, you know being a father in training and five three one the goal was essentially to put um, the necessities first to get in get out and I remember reading this as like a 25 year old you know single guy and saying like he says in there like well this is for guys that can only train twice a week and I'm like in in what 
galaxy would I only be able to train twice a week? You know, like in, in what, in what, it just made no sense to me. I couldn't relate to the fact that there may be people that wouldn't be able to train or maybe a time when me personally, I wouldn't be able to train for an hour, six or seven days a week. Um, was, and I remember myself like there's, that's never going to happen to me. Like there's no way that I would never, there's no way I would ever have to follow these rules because that's not going to happen to me. I'm always going to be able to prioritize two hours a day in the gym. <laughs> so now I look back at that and it's so funny because it's like all this makes sense in a totally different way now. I'm like, okay, what was that program that again, that he wrote up for that? Because that's exactly what I need. I need, uh, um, you know, something short, sweet, um, all encompassing. And yeah, I get two days a week now. <laughs> yeah. So it's, 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 it's really unique to look back and see like the, the, there are people that have written this for you. You're not the first one, you know, there's, there's somebody that, that blazed this trail. I mean, you know, me going out into the woods, there's already a trail there. People um, knew it's just being able to accept it and kind of pushing the ego away and saying two days is better than zero. So that's what I'm going to do. That's, that's my life these days. So, yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. I love it. And um, I, I love the, how you, how your perspective on your family and your kids and stuff. And I hope that more, more men can, can get that perspective, you know, where going home to your kids is the focus of the day, you know, and where that takes precedence over other things and brings you the joy, you know, cause that's what, what I'm, I'm finding. I, I get a little bit annoyed with memes that are about how parenting sucks. I'm like, really, is this what you kind of want to sow or dads acting like, everyone's suffering under COVID and stuff. I'm like, like, Hey, yes, there's these, these, these um, challenges that we face as parents. But at the end of the day, this is supposed to be a joyful thing that we did because we were going to love it. So stop stressing so much about all these semantics and actually, cause if you love parenting, you're generally going to do it well. If you love it, you I mean, it's anything. I love mountain biking. So what happens? I get better. I love surfing. I get better. You know, I love my job as a teacher. I get better. Yeah. The moment I stop yeah. loving what I do or doing what I love, you know, everyone says, do what you love. And I, when I spoke to Terrence, I was like, isn't it like, isn't it better to love what you do, no matter what it is? Because if you love what you do, it's always going to be a success. Yeah. Well, you're in control too. Right. So it's like, I, I mean, you know, I just, on that point, I see people like, you know, a, a guy I listen to a lot. And again, I'm not trying to just sit here and name drop everybody, but you um, mean name dropping. I, I look a lot to somebody <laughs> like Ryan Mickler. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ryan Mickler talks a lot about, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't often see him, um, taking the low road, you know, um, and he reminds me a lot that a lot of people look up or look, look to me for guidance here, whether that be my wife or my kids. And I look to my, my wife for guidance too. I'm not, listen, she, she's, she's my rock, you know, so we go back and forth on that. But, um, it's, it's, you know, for me to sit here and complain about what's going on, it's just going to do me no good, man. So let's, let's fucking figure it out. I mean, that's, that's what it is. I can't sit here. I mean, everybody knows what's going on. Everybody's, everybody has challenges. Um, I, I just, I can't waste energy on that. You know, um, I gotta, I gotta get home and hang out with the kids. I don't have time to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, talking you about know? time, my um, wife's got to go and do her, her thing. You probably got to do thing. The internet seems to be <laughs> getting dodgy here, but, uh, we've uh, yeah. an hour, but, um, dude, thanks so much for agreeing to come on and have a chat. And I feel like I kind of knew you before you came on here anyway, somehow it's one of those cool things that happens with social. I suppose it is the positive, um, and really appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Getting to know all you guys has been, a been cool you've all impacted my life and it's it's rad so we can hopefully chat again about peace love and meat and other things and do part two sometime i'd love it
Absolutely, man. Um, th thank you so much for having me on. It's, a, it's, it's an honor. I really appreciate your time. So that wraps up my conversation with Casey. Really enjoyed talking to him. Really thought he had a lot of good perspectives. And, and more than that, he really just embodied what being a dad and being a father who prioritizes that role is like. So I hope you guys got something out of that. I know that I did. I'm really stoked to be able to speak to all these guys. Really grateful to everyone that's come on this podcast. And really hope you guys are getting something out of the podcast that you can implement in your lives and really seeing it bear fruit. So keep working on developing those strong minds, those strong bodies, and most importantly, the strong character to lead more effectively, love actively, and leave a legacy. So until next time, guys, stay dead strong.